Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest Tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I talk Monday Night Raw, especially Big E, former WWE champion. What's his future as we get closer to the Royal Rumble? And we talk to somebody who had a historic moment this past weekend at Hard to Kill, Tasha Steeles. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Now, what's the future of Big E after last night? And and then even and, and even Corey Graves talking about the loss of confidence now from Big E and how he sees a change in Big E after another loss. The WWE will say maybe he couldn't get it get the strap over, couldn't get the run over Big E. And I would say that I don't believe he was given the same opportunities as a Drew McIntyre. Now opportunities or was he not put in the spot correct spotlight to shine we could sit here we could talk three hours about it whatever it is it's that when i'm watching it's that wrestler's sixth sense that you pick up on when you go something ain't right here something's different and the same thing happened to Big E. that happens to a lot of guys it's all about the chase once the chase is over you're really not you're really not as emotionally invested in them and I agree with you, and I also agree with you on the fact that, uh, first of all, all respect to Big E as, as an athlete, as an entertainer, as uh, as a personality, and I'll even go as far as to say, as a champion. And I do agree with you too, Bully. They did not put him in the same light as they did some of the former champions that we've seen over the last year or so. You just used the example of Drew McIntyre, but like to me, they just didn't. And I, I don't know how I can exactly describe it or put my finger on it, but I think you know, I think you understand what I'm saying. They didn't show him or perceive him as a world champion. I just never felt that they really pushed him like they usually push their world champions on Monday Night Raw. Am I right or wrong? You, you are. And it was just an overall perception 
Can you put your finger on something? Can you give me a specific? Can you sit, tell me like, okay, they did this for Drew McIntyre, but they did not do this for Big E. I think the biggest thing is probably Bully, the fact that you saw way too much of him. Bully, you always say, hey, if you're going to have your champion come out or your big baby face come out, don't have him in the back backstage interview. If you're going to have him in a, in a marquee matchup and he's going to be a surprise, don't show him on the microphone earlier on in the show. They did that to Big E time after time. And it, I just feel like not only we, did we see him every week. Now, granted, people will say, well, we, you see Roman every week. Yeah, but you don't see Roman every single week in the ring wrestling. You know, they, they protect Roman Reigns. They only show you little glimpses of Roman Reigns. You saw Big E in backstage interviews. You saw Big E talking to wrestlers from the entrance ramp. You saw Big E talking to wrestlers from the middle of the ring. You saw Big E in, in vignettes with the New Day. And then you saw Big E almost every week in and out actually wrestling in matches. Like, they, I think in a very, very sh- short window of time, Bully, they overexposed him. Very, very quickly, where it's at the point now, not that you're sick of seeing Big E, but there's there's no value to seeing Big E each and every week on your TV screen. Steve Austin was so over that you could not overexpose him. The Rock was so over that you could not overexpose him. This took years and years and years to accomplish. Big E could be overexposed quite easily just like many other wrestlers at his level. You have to protect talent. If I'm, if I'm writing for Raw and I know that fans were very much emotionally involved in this man's chase, I'm going to be very careful about how I book him on the other end after he wins the championship. Get in, get on, get off, get out. Only pepper him in there when it's absolutely necessary. If the WWE feels that they need to have that WWE championship represented every single night on Raw by Big E, then write something that allows the people to pop for him the minute they see him and let him get the hell out of there before the pop even dies. It's Big E on his own is not the same as Big E with the New Day. Yep. Kofi on his own is not the same as Kofi with the New Day, Xavier, yada, yada. The New Day could not be overexposed. On their own, they can be. And the less is more and the keep it simple, stupid applies to the way they were using Big E. And I just think that having him out there and I don't want to see my world heavyweight champion wrestle every single. If you give him to me in six mans, you know, that's a different story. If he's coming down to make the save, make him a hero every single week. Put him in a situation every single week that no matter what, the people are forced to be on their feet cheering for him as if he's just won the title for the first time. Yeah, and, and Bully, there's examples of what you're talking about, and there's definitely examples of what we've been talking about so far. Big E is your, was your WWE champion, Roman Reigns, your universal champion. 
Roman Reigns. Now, Bully, we see Roman Reigns every single week on SmackDown, correct? Yes. But we don't see him wrestle. Case in point, I'm looking at Roman Reigns' last matches on SmackDown. The last time he actually wrestled on SmackDown, and I'm talking about an actual match, not just an appearance. The last time he wrestled on SmackDown was December 3rd. And that was against Sami Zayn which was, and no disrespect to Sami Zayn, almost like a glorified squash. And then you go back before that, the last time that we saw him wrestle on SmackDown, you're going to have to go back to, like you said, tag matches, uh, you know, six-man tags with the Usos. That's how you saw Roman Reigns. So through, you had the one, you had no matches so far this year. You had the one match in December, and then November and October were littered with uh, six-man tags and tag matches and stuff like that to highlight him, but he's not in a championship title match. Go ahead. So what's the number one difference between seeing Big E every week and Roman Reigns every week? Because Roman Reigns is not is not putting the title on the line on free TV. What? No. The number one difference between Roman Reigns and Big E and seeing them every single week is the story. There's a deep-rooted mm-hmm. story with Roman Reigns. There's layers. There's characters. There's twists. There's turns. It's soap opera. With Big E, it just is what it is to start Monday Night Raw, and then it is what it is to end Monday Night Raw. That's it. There's, I can only get so emotionally involved and attached to Big E because the depth of the story with Roman, it's easy. The day Roman Reigns looked over to his left and Paul Heyman, who was sitting there, bang, that was page one, chapter one. And the book has not closed yet. And, and Bully, you're a thousand percent correct. It's all about the story. There's a story connected with Roman Reigns. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. You're not seeing Roman wrestle each and every week on SmackDown. There's a story, and he's in the story with Brock Lesnar, who, by the way, if if not Roman, Brock is the biggest superstar in the WWE. Now, you look at Big E, and obviously we saw Big E wrestle last, last night against Seth Rollins. We saw him last week, and that was that fatal four-way that we were supposed to get at day one. Then you saw him on December 20th. You know, he tagged with Lashley against Owens and Seth Rollins. Then you saw him in a match with Kevin Owens. Then on December 13th, you saw him in a match with Bobby Lashley. There you go. He's in a story with Bobby Lashley, but you're seeing him wrestle Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw. Then the, and then on December 11th, Big E, your champion, going up against Kevin Owens. December 6th. Big E in a singles match against Kevin Owens. On November 29th, he's in a single match with Kevin Owens. On November 22nd, Big E, your champion, in a match with Austin Theory. Like, and, and it goes right on down the line. Where uh, November 8th, Big E's in a match with Chad Gable. Um, and you go you know, back to October. Like it's cra- You saw almost on a weekly basis... Big E in a singles match, putting that championship on the line. As I just said, you do not see that with Roman. You see Big E in matches with Austin Theory. You see Big Big E in matches with Chad Gable. You see Big E in matches with Bobby Lashley. You Stop. See Big- is he going to Go lose? The, is he going to lose the championship to Austin Theory? No. Is he going to lose it to Chad Gable? No. So cold matches where you know there's not going to be a title change. Why no. should I be invested? 
and why should you even want to watch? And and that hurts. And then again, how many ma- how many matches with Kevin Owens? And then if he's in a story with Bobby Lashley, then why are we seeing him in matches with Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw? Because how is that going to get you excited to see that on a pay-per-view if you're seeing it on Monday Night Raw each and every week? Uh, Bully, you said it earlier, and I think I just gave you proof. They did not put Big E in a position like they did Roman and certainly like they did Drew McIntyre. What is up, everyone? It's Jeff Ratcliffe, the host of the Rant Podcast. Join me weekdays for my unique brand of insight and analysis that will help you crush your fantasy football leagues and DFS contests. I'm also bringing you the sharpest betting angles, unique parlays, and the need-to-know info that helps put units in your pocket. The Rant, the fantasy football podcast that's on every winning lineup. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Our good friend, New Jersey's own, Tasha Steeles. Tasha, good morning to you. I don't I don't know if I'm your good friend, Dave, um, because you've been dissing me. The last time I was here, you dissed me a lot. So hello, Bully, my good friend Bully. How are you today this morning? Um, Tasha, sit open. Tasha, I am awesome. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. You're so polite. You're so sweet. Huge smile on your face. Anytime you want to come on the Bully Ray show, you are more than welcome Bully, to Bully uh, come on. And I love the fact that you straight away minutes. kick LaGreca right in the nuts because you're one of the only ones who's not afraid to do it. You tell the truth. And this is yeah. why I am such a big fan of yours. 
Well, thank you. You know, this is this is what I do. You know, I've been watching you over the years and you're very outspoken as well over the years. So you like to kick people in the nuts. So have I. We, we're here with it, Bowie. We're here with it. <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should have an intergender tag team and call ourselves the nut kickers. Let's do it. <laughs> as a matter of fact, Dave, you know what? You could just lay out for the rest of the interview. I don't think we really need you. Yeah, go to sleep, Dave. I mean, you dissed me, Dave. You you still to, you still wait, won't Tasha, admit to this Tasha. day that Deanna Peraza is a fraud and I'm your favorite, but you you won't do it, so it's okay. Tasha, first of all, I've never dissed you ever, not once. I have been a supporter of yours since day one. I watched you win the IWF Women's Championship in Nutley, New Jersey, home of Balls Mahoney, and nobody ever goes to Nutley, New Jersey, but I went there. <laughs> To see that championship title match, I have done nothing over the years than compliment you over and over again. But you put me in a position, you're like, say on the air that Deanna Perrazzo's a fraud. And because I wouldn't do that, because I can't say that. Deanna Perrazzo's not a fraud. She's great. But I, that doesn't take anything away from you. You're amazing as well. Go hold ahead, on. Billy. Say hold something, on. Say something funny. Tasha, something did funny. you win your match at Hard to Kill? I did win my match at Hard to Kill. Tasha, did, did, did Deanna Perrazzo win her match at Hard to Kill? You know, Deanna Perrazzo, she did not win her match at Hard to Kill. Hmm. She did so, not. She so didn't. why does Dave have such a hard time saying what you'd like him to say? No, but Bully, but Bully, really quick, Tasha. And I, I don't want to make this about this because you, you had a huge accomplishment. I want to dive into that. But Bully, she wants me to say on air. That Deanna Perrazzo's a fraud. That's a strong state. That's a strong statement to make. Because even though she lost a championship title match on set, I can't come on here and call her a fraud. It's not a fraud. Deanna, she's not. Dave, we, we had a we had a previous conversation about this. Okay. This is not just this is not a first time, okay? We wanted to say Deanna Perrazzo is a Jersey fraud. Okay. She lives in Orlando or wherever in Florida, and she don't show no, no, no love to Jersey, and you know it. I know it. Call her a fraud right now, Dave, on Busted Open. Call Tasha, her. Tasha, Tasha, right. watch this. I, all right, Tasha. Ask, wait, Dave, all right, wait, wait. Tasha, ask me to do the same thing. Hey, Bully, can you call Deanna Perrazzo a fraud? She is not a real Jerseyan. She just doesn't represent Jersey. Don't ask him, no. Good. Bully doesn't. Bully's not a Jersey guy. Deanna Perrazzo is nothing more than a low, down, dirty Jersey fraud. Fraud. Thank you. It doesn't mean, Tasha, it doesn't mean the same. Bully hates Jersey. Don't talk to him. He hates Jersey. I will say this, Tasha. All right, because now you got me going. Now you got me going. I will say this. Now, everybody's entitled to move around whatever they want to do. I more, more power to you, okay? I, from the day I was born to right now, and I'm 50. Gabby will tell you, I'm 50. I have never moved out of New Jersey. I love the great state of New Jersey. So, Tasha, I'll say it right here, as loud as I can for everybody to hear. Deanna Perrazzo is a Jersey fraud. She doesn't yes, go to diner. She doesn't Thank go you. to diners anymore. Nope. She's too good nope. for diners. And you know how much Tasha, I love diners. She doesn't have she doesn't have uh, disco fries. She doesn't put the nope. gravy and the cheese on the fries anymore. I don't even think if nope. she get. I don't even think she gets fries anymore. So Tasha, to your point, great wrestler. I respect Deanna Perrazzo, but she is a Jersey fraud. Continue. She's a fraud. She's a fraud. All right, now we can move on. Okay. Hi, Dave. How are you, Dave? I'm great, Tasha. So it's great, great to, to see you. I am so. 
Tasha, I am so happy for you because we had Scott Demore on last week. And one of the things that I saw his face light up when I brought up that X Division match because history being made, first ever, and there's not a lot of first evers in pro wrestling, but, you know, first ever women's X Division match to start off hard to kill on Saturday, and you came out the winner. I know you've had a lot of great moments in your career, but where does where do you put Saturday's victory on that list? This is at the very top. Um, wow. This is something that a lot of people were expecting us women to do, you know. Um, and I believe since last year, like Jordan Grace and I, we were just, we were bugging the hell out of Scott. We were just backstage like, we can do it, we can do it, we can do it. I know we can do it. Slammiversary, we saw that structure go up for the guys and we just, we climbed up there ourselves and we were like, Scott, we can do this. Like, you, you got to give us this match. You got to give us this match. And um, it's not like he immediately said no, but I knew like just looking at his face and just watching us climb up there, the wheels were turning, you know, we just didn't know when. Um, so when uh, it did get announced, um, it was just for me, the butterflies just went because I'm like, I have to be in this. Like this, this has to be my time, my moment. Like if, if, if we're going to keep talking about it, and we wanted this match. It's something that I needed to do. Wanted to prove we're out here showing that we could do just as much as the guys can do, if not better. And this was just at the top of the list. So anything else? Hell yeah, we could do it. Like if, if we, us doing the X division match, we can do anything else like the guys can do. Tasha, in my opinion, uh, when a talent enters a match like that, there should be two goals. The first goal should be to win the match. The second goal to be to steal the show. Obviously, you accomplished the first one. Congratulations, you won the match. Second goal was to steal the show, have the best possible match th that you could possibly have. After it's all over, when you're by yourself, were you happy with the match and were the other women happy with the match? Oh, man. Uh, after all it was said and done, the emotions came out of all of us. I mean, we were all backstage just bawling our eyes out. And you know me, I'm a thug. I don't like to cry, but I couldn't help it. Um, it's just one of those things where, like I said, there were people kind of doubting that we wouldn't be able to do it and that we did do it. And no one got seriously injured. No one got seriously hurt. And we put our bodies on the line and we we accomplished the match and we got all the chance. We got the holy ish chance. We got this is awesome chance. And it just ran through us. And it was just something backstage like that emotion that we all just group hugged and said we did it, you know. And um, yeah, that emotion came out of me and I was happy. I was just happy with everything that we accomplished. Tasha, why do you believe that some people didn't think that you women could go out there and do what you did? It's just been like that over the years. There's people that just don't think because we're like small girls and sometimes we can't hit hard or we can't do certain things. It's just the can't do negativity that goes through people's mind. Like I know there's a, a majority of more people that believe in us, but I love proving the people that can't, that don't believe in us wrong because it's just them being so negative and just sitting either behind a computer or behind their phones, just with the Twitter fingers. They've never done this before. You know, you, you've never even stepped in a ring before, but you criticize so much and you criticize. So here we are. This is our big F you. We did it. And uh, can you top that? No, you can't. So kiss our ass. Love it. Uh, nerves, <laughs> nerves, pressure. Like what was going through your head before the start of that match on Saturday? I was so nervous. Um, I 
I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was extremely nervous. Butterflies were running through me. I think I prayed at least six times before my music hit. And um, when it, my music did hit, I still didn't even, I still was just like, oh, I gotta get these jitters out. But I know I get nervous sometimes in any match that I go in. And once my music hits and I step on that stage, it goes away because I know there are people out there just uh, leaning on me and supporting me and wanting me to um, do what I do, you know, and that's be the body for badass. So I, I get out of that and I go out there and perform. And when I get to the back, I take a deep breath, let it go. I did it on to the next. Tasha, when you're putting a match like this together, you have a lot of different personalities involved. You have a lot of different opinions involved and everybody wants to quote unquote, get their shit in sometimes. How was the process for you and the other women? And did it ever get tense in the discussions? No, um, surprisingly, no. Um, it was just, okay, how can we create these big moments? Who is the strongest out of all of us? Who is, I wouldn't say the weakest, but who doesn't really do much of having upper body strength? Because when you're climbing that and you're hanging on to those ropes, you got to have a lot of upper body strength because it is not easy at all. Um, so we just kind of split that up. Okay, like, all right, which one of us girls can really climb up there and really stay up there a little bit and, and do some things up there and who can't? So, so who can't? all right, we can attempt that person to go up there and then they get, they get stopped. And the first people that can go up there, we go up there and we do some stuff. It's just everybody has a certain thing where we can create a moment. Like with the Rosemary spearing the hell out of Lish um, when she was hanging off of that, that was a, a good moment. Um, Jordan Grace giving me that sky high, holy shit, I still feel it to this day. Um, that was a great moment. Uh, Chelsea and I were tug tugging for the, for the X. That was a great moment because you didn't know at the end who was really going to take that X and, and, who was going to fail of it. So it was just little moments here and there. Lady Frost with her moonsaults. We know that she's very agile. So we were just like, all right, what do you want to do? She says, I want to climb that some bitch and, and flip. We was like, all right, here you go. We gave everybody stuff that they were the strongest for. So um, there was just no disagreement and we put it together. Great. And we came out there and we did what we did. I'm glad you mentioned Lady Frost because I thought she had one hell of a performance. Not a lot of people know about Lady Frost. Probably the lesser known of the wrestlers were that, that were in that ring on Saturday. Uh, what was it like working with her? And do you think that was kind of like, hey, you know, she was in that spotlight, so maybe we're going to see a lot of big things from her in the future? Oh, yeah. That's, it's definitely a preview of what you're going to be seeing out of her in the future. I mean, she's very athletic, very agile. She's she's just great. And um I can't wait to get in the ring with her hopefully soon because we definitely can create some moments. So, um, yeah, everyone look out for Lady Frost. She's, she's definitely great out there. Tasha, in winning this match, you've earned yourself an opportunity for a future shot at the, TN, uh, at the Impact Wrestling Women's World Heavyweight Championship. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Currently, Mickey James is your world champion. Talk to me about your thoughts about possibly – facing Mickey James for the Impact Women's World Championship? Uh, Mickey James is my new obsession now. Um, before it was just like, all right, um, my obsession is winning this X Division match and um, being the winner. Now my new obsession is who has the Knockouts World Championship because it's got to come with me. And unfortunately for Mickey James, she has the title. So now she is on my obsession list. But I mean, that being obsessed is nothing new to her. She likes to have an obsession as well. 
So um, I just can't wait to step in the ring with Mickey. Um, I feel like I have a lot to prove because she is a legend in this business and she's done so much for women's wrestling in this business. Um, and it's just like when I got in the ring with Jazz, um, which was a dream come true. This is also going to be a dream come true to me, but I'm also going to get out of that because I want to show her why I'm going to be facing her and, and standing in that ring against her. Uh, 2020 and 2021, you're in one of my favorite tag teams with Fire and Flavor. And obviously, you guys have broken up, and now you're going on this singles run. Uh, talk about the transition from being a tag team wrestler to now being able to do what you're doing right now. It's great because coming into Impact, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and when I saw that Kiera wasn't really doing much with Impact, we just had this idea of linking up together and just taking over impact just like that, like just straight out of the gate. And um, they loved it and all of 2020 and, you know, during the quarantine times, they just loved it. And then going into 2021, of course, um, her contract was coming up. She didn't know what she wanted to do. And when she did finally make that decision that she wasn't going to stay with impact, I had to do what I had to do. And um, I turned on her. And I brought in someone new with me and I brought in Savannah Evans and um, she's been my heater. She's been the one that's just doing kind of a little bit of the dirty work for me. But um, it's just been a good transition because it shows that I'm not just diverse in being a singles wrestler. It shows that I'm diverse of being a tag wrestler. And this all goes into my training because I know that I can do both. So it's, it's pretty good for me and I'm enjoying it. Tasha, I want you to help me to better understand something. Um, and the floor is yours to hit me with brutal honesty. Uh, how old are you, first of all? Honestly. Oh, boy, you don't okay, but you're young. Age. You're considerably younger than me. We, we come from completely yeah. different generations of this business, completely different thought processes. There's probably at least 25 years in between the both of us. One of the things that I see on social media a lot is the group picture like the group picture of the people involved in the match, whether it's beforehand or afterwards, I believe I saw a group picture of the women that were involved in your match and help me to better understand why that is more acceptable today than it was when I was wrestling. Um, let's see. I think by the time it got to my era, everyone would keep saying kayfabe is dead, kayfabe is dead. Um, um, I'm not going to age you too far back, Bully, because I know you're a very young man yourself. No, so. no, no. I'm 50, girlfriend. It's okay. <laughs> I'm cool with it. I'm, 50. I'm a very young 50, and I like to think that I, I understand how the younger generation thinks, but that's like something I could never see myself doing. I want you mm -hmm. to help me to understand why it's more acceptable today. I think it's because just a lot of people, it's too many I want to say marks that are just too nosy and realizing that, oh, they all talk to each other. Oh, they're all friends with each other. This is no real true type of rivalry and kayfabe is dead and all that stuff like that. But when back in the day, it was like, okay, we showed in different like storylines and, and, and there was like really no social media like that to that interact with the other per person. So you really thought that that person really hated each other, you know? So it, I believe it's just, more social media things because we do interact with each other a lot on social media so it's like today we have a fight but tomorrow we're just showing heart emojis to each other and it just already caught up to the fans like all right well they're they're really not they really don't hate each other and it's just like this part of their job type of thing and um 
like I said, Kefe was dead a long time ago. So that to me, that's just how I'm summing it up and how I think, because that's just what is going on a lot nowadays. And I think like for years, for years, this has been going on, you know? So um, yeah, that's, that's just what I think to me. You, you know, you, we talk about social media. How much stock do you put in on uh, with social media? Because I think at the end of the day, myself included, when I do this show, you have to realize it's the vocal minority of people that actually take the time out to make these negative comments. Like, so for you as a performer and a wrestler, how much stock do you put in social media? Um, considering that with social media nowadays, it's like your only way of communicating and getting yourself out there now. I try not to, I want to say I don't want to put too much because mentally it affects you because a lot of people, they're so negative and they do, they make so much hurtful comments and it just trickles down like domino effects. Cause here's one negative comment and here's another one is another one. And then you're looking on social media. It just, it affects a lot of people mentally because you think you do a good job. And then here comes these people just bringing their criticism that is not needed. You know, um, I try and do like a certain method where I go on social media for like a day and connect with everyone that I can connect with and just take a break for at least two, three days and just pop on again. Um, just for my mental sake, because uh, it's just too much bullying going on and it's just a lot of, of, of hurtful things going on. But like I said, social media nowadays is like the best way of communicating, of getting yourself out there, especially if you're up and coming uh, wrestler and you want to get yourself out there and you want people to see you. You got to load your stuff up on YouTube and your Twitter and your Instagram. You have to stay on social media. Um, so I try and just keep that stock at a certain level to where it's comfortable for me and it doesn't affect me um, in the worst way. Tasha, let's take a, a break from pro wrestling for a second and get into, you know, just the, 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 the normal everyday life of Tasha Steeles. What do you like to do? What are your hobbies when you're not thinking about pro wrestling, which probably is as close to 24 seven as it gets, you know, what, what interests do you have away from the wrestling ring? Oh man, I, I'm a huge gym rat. So I love to be in the gym. Um, I love to, um, work out with one of my best friends, Casey Navarro. Um, so I go work out with him all the time. Um, and if I'm not in the gym, um, I have a little puppy, Nyla, and she's like my child. She's a diva and she's attention whore and everything like that. So I like to spend as much time I can with her. Um, of course, with COVID and everything going on, anytime I can connect with family, I try and do like this little FaceTime thing with family and connect with them. But other than that, I like to just sit home and binge watch my favorite shows and just relax and just take that time off away from pro wrestling, especially like it affects your body a lot. So I just like to get as much rest as possible and take care of my body as much as possible. I'll tell you what, next time I'm in your, I'm in your neck of the woods, we'll go to the gym and we'll train calves together. How does that sound? Let's go. Let's go. Squats <laughs> are my favorite. I like working on calves. Like days okay. are the greatest days. <laughs> well, you mentioned shows. What shows are you binge watching? I like a lot of adult cartoon shows. So like the South Parks and American Dads and the Family Guys. And of course I have like my Real Housewives. And of course I love watching the Hills and, um, a lot of other reality TV shows. I love, I love a good drama that I'm not in sometimes. So I love binge watching those. <laughs> uh, talking, continuing to talk about impact. Bully and I talked a lot about impact, the relationship with AEW in 2021. And now like seeing Mickey James being in the rumble here, uh, you know, one of the biggest shows and them acknowledging, you know, the impact knockouts championship, them acknowledging impact wrestling. How excited 
were you to hear that, you know, this forbidden door is kind of open right now to everybody in every company? I feel it's just a great thing. You know, I really feel like impact is really, truly the forbidden door. Okay. I feel like impact has worked with damn near everybody. And, um, we just truly just became that forbidden door for everyone to just come through and, and come to impact. There was a time that no one was really like people would just put impact under the rug a little bit, but I feel like we're just, we're up top. You know, we got the best women's division. We have just some of the best uh, male wrestlers there. So it's just, I, it's a great feeling. Um, congrats to Mickey again for going into the rumble as the impact knockout world champion for now. Um, so, yeah, it's just a great feeling for, for all of us here. Do you think that Mickey going back to the WWE for one night for the Royal Rumble kind of takes the spotlight off of the Impact Women's Division, or do you think it helps accentuate it? I think it, 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 it will help. Um, Mickey's going in there as the impact knockout world champion. She's bringing that title with her. She's representing. Um, she's not just going to just have the the moniker, the name underneath. And then it was, it, she just doesn't, you know, support us. No, she's going in there as a champion representing us, representing the knockouts division. And um, it's just a bittersweet moment for her because of what happened between her and WWE. So it's just that one night thing that writing the wrong type of thing. And she's just going in there and, um, Good luck, Mickey, to that. <laughs> you know, Tasha, you've had matches with Melina. Uh, you had match, mm -hmm. like you said, with Jazz. Uh, you know, Mickey James now. Like, like you really are having these fantasy matchups that you probably only dreamed about. I mean, what's that like for you? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've just, I've been just at a loss for words because these are women that I've watched on TV as a, a, a kid. And never would I ever thought that by the time that I would be wrestling, that I would even, number one, make it this far, or number two, make it this far and be able to get in the ring with this, you know? So um, it's just it's just something that I'm just like, wow, you know? And I'm at a loss for words for it because, like I said, I've watched these women for so long and um, just watched all their matches and, and dreamed about just getting in a ring with them one day, but never it coming true. So um, I'm happy. I'm excited. And um, Mickey, she's, she's, she's got a tough opponent on her hands. I'm telling you that right now. Well, Tasha, congratulations on everything. Congratulations on making history this past Saturday with hard to kill. And thanks for coming on with us and giving us the time this morning. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Much love to you. Thanks, all Tasha. Right. Good luck. The Thank genuine you. Jersey, Tasha Steeles, joining us here on Busted Open. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks the SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.